Hi everybody, this is Kurt <laughs> Schlichter on the Unredacted Podcast for you Town Hall VIP members. I'm here with my friend, Drew Maddich. We're here with Colleen and Irina. Barky and Bitey are in the house. And I gotta tell ya, we've already done this. Yeah, we've already done this! Because just <laughs> for some reason, we went through like 30 minutes of recording and only recorded five minutes. I can't fucking believe it. How about you? I, I don't know what happened over there. I saw the I saw it going what? by, and what? then at some point, well, you just you just stopped going by. No, you keep you I keep have. a look at it. Holy crap! We were brilliant. We were insightful. We were funny. It was such it was such a good thirty minutes that got away. You will never know. I can't she even believe this shit. Well, first of all, let's get back to the stakes. Uh, you may give me props. We had we had prime we had we had ribeyes. Reverse seared, medium rare, perfectly cooked. Prime. Prime with cream spinach from Irina. Which, frankly, was the highlight of the whole thing, and the steaks were unbelievable. The steaks and the cream spinach were unbelievable. And she puts had, that, that girl puts that cheese plate to and, Holy shit. Okay. And, you know, because because your listeners are dying to hear it, we need to talk about the wines. We will talk about the wines first. I want to mention the honey. Oh, the honey. The honey is supplied by. Uh, a friend of mine whose name I don't know because it's not on the honey. It's this spectacular honey. Every year they send me uh, some honey. They love. They like my articles. They send me some honey, and I can't tell from the label who it is. And I'm just, I'm just a, a dick. But it is unbelievable. It is the best honey you can get this side of Sardinia, which you and Arena and I have been to. We have. And, uh, and we'll be Sar- going again. Sardinia is the best place on earth. Colleen, you need to come with us to Sardinia. Okay. It is, oh my gosh. But uh, talk anyway. About, talk about the throw-in trip, the throw-in stop of the trip that we took. Well, here's the, here's the fun thing, Drew Maddich. We can do the show in like Sardinia. We can get shit-faced. Well, we're not going to get shit-faced because we're adults. But we're, we can enjoy some wine, and then we can... You know, sit back in Sardinian countryside and record this wonderful, you know, edition of Unredacted. Cannonau Rosé. Oh, my God. From Sardinia. I didn't even thought of that. Is that a thing? It's like the best thing ever. Yep. Cannonau, which is kind of a Grenache. It's a Grenache, yes. And then you've got Vermentino on the white side. We love the Vermentino. Arena loves Vermentino. I, I buy our Formentino, and that counts as foreplay, so we can just get right to it. As much as, like, Irish guys' foreplay is, brace yourself, Bridget. Anyway. I mean, it helps. It, it, she's like, it helps. I, she's like, no, he's not wrong. He's not I far mean, off. Let's talk about the steaks before we get to it. Reverse sear. And they were like, I mean, I'm holding my, my, my forefinger and thumb. Almost two inches. It's like that much. It was almost two inches of prime. And when, whenever, uh, whenever I'm getting together with Drew, you know, all bets are off. We get the prime. And I got prime ribeye. But the, the, the Costco I get, which is amazing. It's an amazing butcher. I don't know who the guy is. I want to is my I think personal it's, butcher. I think it's Sam. It's Sam the Butcher? Yeah, I think it's Sam the Butcher. <laughs> is he banging Alice? <laughs> yeah, I think it's Sam the it's Butcher. Alice! It's gotta be Sam the Butcher. Alice! Sam is moving. I got a bratwurst yeah. for you. <laughs> Sam's. Sam's is moving. I know. Freaking, yeah. uh... <laughs> 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 
Robbie Wrist walks in on him and goes, Holy shit, he's banging her in the shit box. Oh, <laughs> Our poor neighbor. I, uh, I, 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 I have wonderful orthodox like neighbors. I hope I'm not ruining their Shabbat. Holy cow. <laughs> what? There's a wonderful religious ceremony going on. I know. On we have, we have, we, I, yeah. I got to keep quiet because we have wonderful yeah. uh, orthodox what neighbors who are celebrating Shabbat. And they are, my gosh, I just, I just love my neighbors. They're just incredible. You know, let me, let me tell you about a story about neighbors because I want to, I want to reiterate how great this country is. I'm all alone on an Easter, right? Arena has gone back to Texas with the kids to see the in-laws because she's the one Cuban from Texas. And I'm all alone on Easter. Okay. I had to stay back for work or some shit. You didn't even call me. This is before I knew you. Oh, okay. I mean, this is a long time ago. Was okay. it? Uh, yeah, it was like 10 or 12. And I hear a knock at my door. It's Easter. I, I go to the door. It's my neighbor. And he says, Kurt, you're all alone. And I said, well, yeah, yeah, I am, John. And he says, well, we're having Passover. Passover corresponds with Easter. I'd like you to come over. And I said, well, John, I, I don't want to interfere with your thing. I will not tolerate you being alone on this, this this important holy day. And I said, well, I'll come over, but you you got to have somebody to help me. So he, he, he assigns a, a gentleman, a wonderful gentleman. I'm like, because I said, John, I got, I'll be honest. I'm terrified I'm going to say something wrong. You know, there are times when, you you know, the, the leader talks and everyone shuts up. And there are times we have to say things. I, I don't want to screw up your Passover. He says... I got you. I got a buddy. So I had a coach. And he's like, don't talk now. Okay, you can talk now. And it was just wonderful. It's the most American thing I could ever imagine. You know, people who have different religions coming together, uh, worshiping together, uh, just, you know, I, and, and, and this is important to me because I was in Kosovo. And today, Kosovo, and th this is very important to me. Today, Rick Grinnell, who I think should be our next one of our next presidents, maybe not next time, but the time after. Okay, can he be governor of California first? I would love that. Oh, I would love yes. that. Rick Grinnell negotiated a peace deal between Kosovo and Serbia, and you're like, who cares? Hundreds of thousands of us who served their care. I left my family in October of. 24, uh, 2004, came back in late January, early February 2006. And my mission was peacekeeping in Kosovo with thousands of other Americans. And uh, for thousands of us who invested years of our lives in peace in this place, which is predominantly Muslim and also recognized Israel today recognized Israel, a Muslim country recognized Israel, a Muslim country is American ally, a Muslim country that when I was out there, they would ask sir, how do we send our soldiers to fight with you in Afghanistan we don't have many soldiers and they're not very well trained, but we want to be with you in Afghanistan, because you saved us you saved us from genocide and it's like look, I had my feelings surgically removed in law school, but holy cow, when you see the good our country did, and I'm going to tell you a story, and I, don't t I, I tell a story when I speak, 
but it's it's very important to me because it it matters for our troops. I was the general's go fix it guy. I was the major, then the lieutenant colonel, the general Wade, who was the commander of Kosovo, uh, K4, Kosovo 46 Bravo, which was our rotation. I was the guy who go in and fixed problems. Kurt, go up to, you know, Jalan and fix the fix the base there. Kurt, go do this. Kurt, do that. I was that guy. He said, Kurt, we have a problem with the post office. See, sir, you got a problem with the post office? He says, Kurt, go to the post office, fix the problem. So, okay. I walked to the post office. And then we had, we had a post office and I had one uh, soldier. I remember his where, first. Where was the post office? Camp Von Steep. So it was on a base? On a base. We had Camp Von Steep, which is an American military base, defended very, very big base. We had pretty much everything there. What was, was the problem? State. I go there and there was a soldier, uh, and I remember his first name was Hezekiah which is a biblical name, interestingly enough. Very nice guy. And uh, there are a couple of our soldiers, and their job was to get the mail and distribute it. And this is 2004, 2005, when we had a lot of mail, not a lot of email. And uh, they would get the mail, and you, they put in people's boxes, you get the mail, and you'd be, you know, you get your mail. Great, right? He said, sir, I, I, we got real trouble. And I said, well, well gosh, Specialist Hezekiah, what's wrong? He said, well, look. He opens up, and the place is packed with boxes. I'm like, what, what, what the hell is this? Sir, we can't even move around. There's so many boxes. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I investigate. And what do I find? Well, here's the story. Our troops would go out on patrol. They get in their Humvee. They're infantry guys. Close killers. All the hardcore equipment you see, they close on the enemy, and they kill them. Right? These are the toughest guys there are. I mean, these are rock'em, sock'em dudes. And they would go out on patrol. We'd send them out on patrol. Just presence patrol. Show that we're there. You're not even screwing with people. Because the coast of our Albanians are pretty good. Even when we arrested them for, uh, you know, carrying guns or something, they'd be like, oh, well, yeah, you got me. It's cool. None of this for not, no resistance. Boy, if they resisted, you know, if they hurt an American, their own people would kick their ass. They're not going to run they would go out and they patrol, but then they drive by a school. And being American soldiers, doing what American soldiers always do, they would go, well, let's stop here and see how the school's doing, right? So they'd go into the school and they'd see they have no books and no pencils and no supplies because the UN was kind of in charge in Kosovo and the UN shit. And our guys wouldn't just leave it they would write home and they write home to their schools and their churches and their organizations, their Kiwanis and their Elks, uh, you know, and say, hey, guys, back home in Winnetka, Illinois or wherever. Well, most a lot of these guys were Kansas guys in California. Hey, guys in Bakersfield, we're out here and these kids don't have anything. Can you help out? And the American people said, oh, hell yeah. And that's why our our post office was slammed because Americans would send school supplies, things for these kids of a people they never knew. Kosovar Albanians? Who knew a Kosovar Albanian? I had to learn, you know, some Albanian. I took a week of intensive Albanian learning. I didn't know anything about Albanian. And when I got there, the Kosovars were, we never met an American before you guys showed up. And yet you saved our lives. And now you're helping out our schools? 
Americans were sending goods. That's what America's about. My problem was our post office was overwhelmed by the generosity of American citizens asked for help by American soldiers who just couldn't drive by a school and see poor kids who couldn't get an education. That's, that is what I, that, that is, that is our problem. That is what we saw. So, you know, so when you talk about American soldiers, it's some sacred to me. It's some important. And when you talk about what happened in Kosovo, how there's a peace between Kosovo and Serbia, and I'm not going to go into 500 years of fighting, but our, our great diplomat, Rick Rennell. We can go into what he did today. Oh, Rick Rennell. My God. I, I wish I could explain to you guys. I mean, I would go out to these Kosovo guys, and they would go, well, you know, I have to hate my neighbor. He killed a bunch of our people. I'd be like, when did that happen? they go, well, about 500 years ago. Rick broke through that and created a peace. He created a peace where a peace was impossible. And our guy with Trump support did it. Rick Grinnell. Holy shit. And what is in the news today? Lies about Donald Trump maybe saying something according to people who are too fucking cowardly to come out and say it? It's a goddamn disgrace. You are disgracing veterans and insulting the thousands, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of Americans like me who served in Kosovo and their families who gave up their family for a year and a half. I mean, I came home and my kid called me Tio, which is Spanish for uncle, because she didn't know who the fuck I was. Okay? Now, I'm not complaining about and that. you encouraged it, kind of. Well, be honest. Not the first time. She would do. It was a surprise. Tio dance. He taught her the Tio dance. The point is. Sing the song. The point is, we gave up something to help strangers we never met create a peace, and I'm goddamn proud of it. And you should be proud of it because you're Americans. And do we hear anything about that in the news? No, it's Trump doesn't like World War One Marines because that's got to be a thing, right? It's not a thing. It's bullshit. It's a lie. Fuck these people. Drew, take it. Okay. I mean... <laughs> you know, somebody somebody came up on my Facebook today and, uh -huh. and, and threw the Atlantic piece in my face and said, Thoughts? Question mark. Here's my thought. Back when I bet on racehorses, more... Than I do now. I don't. I do you it sometimes. Know. We gotta go racehorsing. We, yeah, we should. I don't know well, anything about right now. Horse. Nobody can go racehorsing. Oh, that's so fun. But we, tomorrow's the Kentucky Derby. You can actually watch it on TV, even though nobody's gonna be there. Should we wear our hats? Wear the hats. Have a mint julep. Yeah. I may do that, even got, if I don't watch I've it. I've got some bourbon at home. We need to. We might. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, why don't you bring up the uh, whiskey? The the good whiskey. The uh, Stuff that Tim Young recommended. The tub that we, we, when, Tim Young recommended. When I bet on racehorses, uh -huh. there was a trainer probably in 2008, 2009, 2010, sometime around then, named A.C. Avila. And he was, he, was, he was kind of like right there in the middle of the standings, you know, wasn't too high, wasn't too low, just uh -huh. got the job done, had a lot of, you know, had a lot of middle-level clients. But whenever he would come up with a particular jockey, I think it might have been Omar Barrio or 
Frank Olivares or one of those guys at that time. Yeah, one of those guys. Like I know who I, they are. I would see that come up and I would bet blindly on that particular combination. Uh-huh. And those would be on the board at 17 to 1 or 14 to 1 or 20 to 1. And you would just bet on it blindly and it wouldn't take too many of those to come in and you would make a lot of money. I like that. Well, like this, let's talk about the Atlantic being AC Avila. I, I would bet I, I would bet on the Atlantic having Trump derangement syndrome given their lineage. I think that's a safe bet. And I would bet on it blindly, and and I would score. I and I think until you're right. somebody can tell me otherwise, that's where I'm going to go. I can't disagree with you. I, I I think you're absolutely right. I just it's so this whole thing. You know, with the ads that were ready to go the next day. Well, I mean, I, I mean, how many ads? I mean, the ads are lined up. The, the 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 stories are lined up like the Christmas lights out coming into LAX every night. Exactly. You look. This was supposed to come out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. They had to drop it early because Joe humiliated himself in Wisconsin. Uh, Queen Botox uh, humiliated herself. In San Francisco, and the polls, the polls are, 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 I and I don't believe the polls, but the polls are tightening up because, frankly, because it, because the media doesn't want to embarrass itself. Because completely. it's time for the polls to tighten up. Yeah, it's time for them to tighten up. I think this is a good start. <laughs> I don't believe a fucking word know. of what they're saying. I don't know anything, and I don't give you a And I think it's a disgrace. <laughs> uh, so I'm sorry. And I think, and I'm sorry Trump even responded to it. I wish Trump didn't even respond at all. I don't know. I thought Kayleigh McEnany did. That, that, that's a different thing. I, I wish Trump hadn't responded personally. Yeah. Because it's such manifest bullshit. Ooh, brimstone. Balcones brimstone. That is exactly what I wanted. Uh, recommended by Tim Young, who actually called during the first. During take one. He, he called during take one. To tell us about the, the BLM guys rampaging in Rochester, New York, Chris kicking Mines over diners' plates and attacking the suburbs, and generally, uh, generally fucking the, fucking the narrative in the ass and, for the liberals, and and shooting and shooting some more Trump commercials for October and November. Here, here's the thing. Let's assume Trump thinks World War One soldiers were suckers. Let's assume Trump thinks that. That is not going to keep your house from being burned down by a bunch of uh, pierced fucking idiots. Slante. What, what is it? Slante. Uh, we are having the Balgonius Brimstone, thanks to Tim Young, who recommended it. And I'm going to try it. Mm. I like it. Oh, that is an active uh, whiskey. Is it whiskey or is it bourbon? Whiskey. Texas whiskey. Because I think you have to be from a specific the, county the bur uh, to be bourbon. What is, do you think? That is on fire. That is like up in my sinuses. <laughs> it's yeah. good, but it's yeah. not. I don't think it's too much. No. No. Uh, Tim Young, who writes for The Examiner, and I'd love to bring him over to Town Hall because he's fantastic, 
He's a good friend of mine. He should be up here on the balcony. Oh, he, oh, he will someday. Yes. When he's in town, we're all gonna get together. That's a given. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, he recommended this stuff. He's actually like a bourbon master, like you're a wine guy. You've got initials. He's got. He's got getting, I do have some initials. He's getting initials on uh, things. Oh my gosh, we haven't talked about my steaks. Uh, well, we'll, we'll get to. Are, are, is, oh, okay. That's the time segue. now. That's the segue. There's no segue. <laughs> Fuck the people lying about Trump. We're talking about steak. There we go. There's my segue. Go. Um, okay. So, we had some amazing, amazing ribeye steaks tonight. Which I bought from my Costco. USDA Prime. They were prime. But my, I don't know. I think I have a butcher who just cuts them super thick. I think I, I think it's like, oh, Kurt and Irina just walked in. Let's cut them like two inches thick. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we walk in and we see these. And Kurt tweeted them tonight, so you'll see them. Yeah. Um... And they're they're amazing, and the wine wasn't too bad either. Oh, tell us about the wine because okay. I thought it was fantastic. Unfortunately, I only got because there's four of us here. I only got one glass, and I really liked it. Okay, we had we actually had three wines. We did. Okay, yeah. so we started with the 2000 Enfield Foot Tread Rosé, which is a Pinot Noir Rosé from California. And I've got a, a liter and a half in my fridge he, waiting for the right occasion. John Lockwood makes about nine barrels of it a year, or some ridiculously low number nine like that. Nine barrels? Ridiculously low number. That's crazy. Enfield. And I've got 1.5 liters? Yeah. I'm never going to drink it. Uh, you should. You should drink it soon. Enfield, EnfieldWineCo.com. It's Get so good. Get on his mailing it's list, so please. Oh, my gosh. I, 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 I couldn't recommend it. There either. is not a better rosé out there, and it's it's reasonably priced. And get on his mailing list and buy some, please. Okay. Then we went over to a Dow Vineyard rosé from Paso Robles. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was one of my collection. Uh, the Dow guys actually went to college with me. Yep. And they knew me at college. Um, and uh, they're they're like scientists. Yep. Uh, some of their wines are unbelievable. I there are uh, I, I I will say there are major conservative figures that I've gone out to dinner with that I have only brought Dow wine with, and I won't tell you who they are because I'm a dick. But uh, you know when I want the good stuff, I grab one of my Dows. And they the rosé. What you think? It's it's fine. It's it fine. it was not a bad rosé. I don't think I I don't think it was great. Yeah, I'm was gonna okay. I'm gonna say I they, would buy it I'm, happily. I'm gonna for say the price they grow again. the best cabernet in Paso. Their cabernet. Um, they, they grow and make the best cabernet in Paso. Well, I I think their higher end blends are the best stuff in Paso. Yeah. Uh, Eye of the Eye of the uh, Falcon. Eye of the Falcon. Their Soul Malbec the is unbelievable. Soul of the Lion is great. The rest of their stuff is highly competitive. Their reserve Cabernet for for fifty bucks is you can't miss. You can't miss. Uh, their rosé is not bad. I have no problem paying for what I paid for it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's as good as the Middlefield, yeah. but you Enfield. know, Enfield. Enfield. I'm sorry, Enfield, because it's the rifle. Oh, okay. Enfield rifle. I should know that. Yeah. No, it, it, it's good stuff. I mean, I mean, like. Otherwise, I'd be like, great, but you know, you put it next to Enfield, and it's like, okay. 
It's not as good as Enfield. It's okay, good. but then we moved down the coast. Yeah. To the Santa Barbara Happy Canyon area. This is interesting because this is an underappreciated wine area. Very underappreciated uh, for but the But I've been aggressive varieties. about it because I really like a couple of the stuff there. And I've, I've shown you the um, uh, James, uh, the Jamie Sloan Jamie stuff. Jamie Sloan, yep. Which is good. Um, now, Especially our Pinot. There's, there's a winery in, uh, out on the Central Coast right along the 101, and I think the 246, something like that, yep. called Star Lane. Oh. Star Lane. Oh, I see. They have a blend called Astral, A-S-T-R-A-L. It's kind of their upper blend. It's Cabernet. It's Cabernet Franc. It's Merlot. It's it's like everything Kurt it's, likes. It's, it's, it's all of those Bordeaux blends thrown into one nice, perfect blend. And we had a 2015 tonight. That was killer. It was killer, and it was perfect with the mix. Do you think we ought to do a Santa Barbara or maybe even Paso Robles wine track for conservatives? Oh, I think we should. Would you guys be interested in that? If you guys would be interested yeah. in that, I'd like to know. Because, you know, we'd arrange it so basically you guys would pay for me and Drew and <laughs> our, right. our, our hot chicks. Because our chicks are freaking hot and they're right here. Oh man! Oh my God, Arena! By the way, I, I think the last <laughs> night though should be a uh, a cookout that we cook rather than a restaurant. Oh yeah, we would cook because oh, yeah. I would like I would we, like to show folks what we can do. Arena would like to do her thing. Uh, we would get called the, ba the baked beans. Oh baked my beans. gosh, Colleen! And yeah. Colleen's baked beans are unbelievable, dudes. Think about it. Just, just kind of throw it out there. Do you guys want to come with us for a couple days up through Santa Barbara, Santa uh, Paso Robles? You so know, if you. So who do they? Who do they? I don't know. We're just, look. We're just spitballing here. If you guys are like, no, I don't want to do just that. Tweet Kurt for now. Tweet yeah, just tweet me. Just tweet my shit. And and then after this, we're 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 having some ice cream that you have no idea what's coming. Oh, up. I have no idea because I I looked at it and I I I saw they were kind of like weird flavored. I'm like, I'm not even gonna try. Don't even know what's going on. Yeah. But uh, so let's get to what everybody wants to get to, which is who's gonna win the election? What do you think? Who wins? Um, Just give me a name. No no hedging. Give me a name. I. Nay. I, I Nay. Think, I think Trump is going to win the election. Me too. Elaborate. Now you can elaborate. You See, I'm a lawyer, and I always want the answer. And then if you want to elaborate, go ahead and tell me. I'm, I'm going to continue with the horse racing analogy. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Biden's been kind of just doing his thing out in front. You know, nobody, nobody bothering him. But once once somebody breathes down your neck a little bit, uh -huh. and you're and you have dementia, it's a problem. Yeah. And 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 when 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 you have when you have been virtually supporting the side that is destroying American cities, which is the Democrat side. That's a problem. I think it's a huge problem, and it's bizarre to me. That they don't understand that within their bubble, it isn't, but everywhere else it is. We're in 1968 all over again, 
and Chicago. Interesting. Chicago has expanded to Minneapolis and Rochester and Portland and Seattle and Chicago and Kenosha. I, I, I think you're right. Here, here's my thought about why Trump wins. And I do think Trump wins. I've got one data point that supports Biden. And that's... Mail-in ballots? No, polls. Okay. The polls support some, not all, fewer than three weeks ago, support Biden. Why don't I buy them and why aren't they determinative? I, I just don't believe him. And I don't believe him for a number of reasons. I don't believe him because I talk to conservatives and conservatives go, I was never polled. I don't believe him because I think liberals will lie and I don't think they would stop lying about a poll if they thought it would help their enemy or our enemy, their supported guy. I... I, I I don't believe the polls. That's the only data point. The only data point that has him ahead is the polls. And I don't buy them. What do I see? I don't see Biden signs. I'm in a Ted Lieu district. I don't see Biden signs. I talk to other people who are in uh, more Trump-friendly districts. They see a lot of Trump signs, no Biden signs. I see Trump doing well on things like the economy, like the war. I think him adopting positions that normal people want, like I'm not going to get your kids killed in shitty wars. I see my 401k improving. I see nothing that indicates that Biden's winning. Here, here's the thing that really gets me. I write about town hall on Monday, which is the same day as this. You can go check it out. I don't see anybody moving from Biden to Trump. I mean, look, I've looked for it. I'm a military guy. From, from Trump to Biden. Oh, I'm sorry. From Trump to Biden. From Trump to Biden. Thank you. I'm a military guy. I, I want to know what the situation is. Because if I don't know what the situation is, I can't affect it. So I want to know if people are going, yeah, fucking Trump and his mean tweets. I've got to go for the Marxist marionette. I don't see it. Racist Marxist marionette. I don't see it. I mean, I don't see it at all. I don't see anyone going, eh, can't go for Trump, got to go for Biden. I've been looking for this for a couple months. I've had people say, well, I know people who have, and not very many of those. But no one personally said, you know, Kurt, I used to like you a lot. I think you suck now. And I'm going to vote for Biden. No one has said that. None. Zero. Zip. Nil. None. David French is David French is a sexually frustrated loser. And Brian Stelter is a potato. Is that today's reminder? Well, I just want to make sure everybody knows. David Trump, uh, David Trump, uh, Brian Stelter is, in fact, a potato. Um, are anecdotes evidence? Is this science? I don't know what science is anymore. I, 
If you want to tell me you should listen to science, I'll say okay. Which science? Here's one doctor saying I shouldn't wear a mask. Here's another doctor I says I sh saying I should. Why don't you tell me which science should I believe? Which science should I believe? I mean, it's a fair question. No one will ask fucking Grandpa Badfinger that. It's a fair question, though. Just, you know, believe the science that makes you not an asshole about wearing a mask. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, Drew and I and Colleen and Arena all agree. Look, if you have a sign on the door of your business that says, please wear a mask, I, I'm going to wear a mask or I'm not going to come in. If I decide not to come in, that's on me. If I decide to come in, I'm wearing a mask. Why am I wearing a mask? A, it's your fucking building. It's your choice. I should respect you. It's your property. You told me to wear a mask. Maybe I think it's stupid. My remedy for thinking you're stupid is not coming to your business. Look, I don't know who you are. I don't know if you have a kidney transplant. My dad has a kidney transplant. So I understand people who are vulnerable to this shit. If you ask me to wear a mask in your place, I'm going to wear it or I'm not going to come in. The one thing I'm not going to do is give you shit. Because it's your fucking place. And I know there are lots of people who are angry about it. I've got a HIPAA thing. I get it. But I got to disagree with you. It's their place. Do what they say or don't do it at all. Or if you want to talk to them and work out something, that's okay with me too. That's what civilized, normal people do. But I think masks are fucking retarded. I watch people in cars with masks and they're fucking idiots. I go running and they wear masks and I think they're fucking idiots. At six o'clock in the morning. Oh my God. All alone, walking the dogs. But on the other hand, I don't know if these guys, you know, maybe these guys have a fucking immune disorder. I'm not going to, look, I'm not going to invest my shit in them. Such that I go, you're an idiot for wearing a mask. Dude, it's America. You want to wear a mask, wear your mask all fucking day. It's your right. I got no right to tell you not to. I got a right to talk shit about you. I got no right to talk... Look, I am just as angry about some motherfucker telling me I have to wear a mask in a place that's presumptuously dis ridiculous as I am for somebody who says, you can't wear a mask where you think you need to. You're the fucking boss. You want to wear a mask, wear a mask. And if you think I'm an asshole because I think you shouldn't, well, tell me I'm an asshole. Maybe, I, maybe I'll go, gosh, you're right, I've been an asshole. You see what I'm saying? Here's the bomb line. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. America, if you look at the Constitution and you want to sum it up like Fonzie would, because Fonzie wasn't, you know, into big words and, you know, large paragraphs and shit. Fonzie, Fonzie would go like, hey, be cool. Be cool. And if you're like, cool, if you're like, I'm going to do what I think is important, but I'm not going to fuck with other people who are doing what they think is important. Then you're fine. Right? Yep. Oh my gosh, me and Drew are great. Okay, 
here's okay here's your follow-up people here's your uh your your to-do list for this edition of uh unredacted with kurt schlichter and my special guest drew maddich also irena and colleen are in the house because it is fun to have these ladies there i want you guys oh my gosh hold on i'm trying to open my ipad and it's fucking with me all right boom boom hold on fucking motherfucker there you go. All right. Here's how we how, here's how we go with this thing. Yep. Your your project is to decide. Gosh, do I want to do a trip with Kurt and Drew? Drew is the sommelier. Kurt is the gadabout. And we do it through Santa Barbara and or uh, Paso Robles for like two days if you guys think that is cool drink some wines have a couple of dinners and then the final dinner we cook ourselves that's right uh let me know because i'd love to do that because i really i you know i get a lot of emails from the folks because i give out my email it's kurt.schleicherntownhall.com you know that And there, I mean, there are a lot of cool people out there. And I think a group hang where we just chill and talk about stuff with no pressure, no cameras, no microphones, and we just kind of get to what's real, I think that's intensely valuable. And I'd love to do that. And I want to do that with you. That'd so, be a really good time. So let, it, let us know. And check me out on at Kurt Schlichter on uh, Twitter because I fuck with the motherfuckers. Watch and check out my town hall comms on Monday, Wednesdays. You know it's only good for us. And then Thursdays, which is good for everybody. Uh, check out my other podcast, which is kind of more serious. That's Fighting Words on uh, Hugh Hewitt. Check out Hugh Hewitt's site for that. And, That's great. And I have to tell you, the, the yeah. town hall post about why we, you know why Trump shouldn't send troops in everywhere all the time uh -huh. was one of your best posts that I've seen. Uh, you know, it's proper that you compliment me, but I actually agree with this one. Look, guys, you know I'm not one of those sissy pussy conservatives who doesn't know how to tell a joke and wears a bow tie and can't maintain an erection. However, occasionally you have to drop in and drop in something that's, I wouldn't call this uh, town hall serious. I mean, I, I would call it serious, but I wouldn't call it, you know, boring. I think you should read my town hall column on why Trump can't sending the troops. I think it's one of my better ones. Drew is, of course, as always, correct. He's biased. He's one of my best friends, but it's still, you should check it out. In any case, uh, thank you. Thank you very much for listening. We, we appreciate it so much. Uh, especially having done it twice. Yes, this is this is take two. Take one. I don't know where it is. It's out there in the ether somewhere. Well, it's, it's out there somewhere, and it's fucking fantastic. Yep. Um, and uh, 
you know, I, uh, I I don't know what to say. I, 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 here's the funny thing. I've never had a criticism. That, how do you have that drunk, that Drew Maddich guy on? Everybody's like happy to have you. You know what? I'm happy to be here. I, I, and, I, and since 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 we've been locked down in Los Angeles, I've been kind of breaking out every two weeks. We kind of break out every couple weeks and. Kurt comes to me, I come to Kurt, and... We, we have we a rotation. Yeah. And I hope you guys like it, because even if you don't, too fucking bad, we're going to keep doing it. I'm Kurt Schlichter. Thank you very much. This is Unredacted. Adios.